The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by branch manager of the Brigham team, Tim Brigham. Tim, thanks for being here. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we're just talking about the Superhero Collective and your cool suit jacket that, that you took off to, to do this. And I, I, I bring that up because I was hoping to, you know, start there a little bit in terms of your story with who you are, where you're from. Uh, we'll get to how you got into the mortgage business, but tell sure. me a little bit about you and, and what you're doing outside of real estate. Yeah. So um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm what you see is what you get, right? It's just, I don't, I don't know how to do the whole uh, smoke and mirrors thing. Um, what comes out of my mouth is real, right? Yeah, and so yeah. the type, I, <laughs> I took this test when I started at my last place and uh, it's called a disc test. And I've taken this test a few times and it's kind of funny. Every time I take the test, everybody looks at each other because they're either thinking that I was screwing around or that maybe I just breezed through it or something and I have to stop them and go, no, it's real. No, that, that, yeah, no, it's a thing. So I'm a 98 D. So anybody who takes the disc test, <laughs> you know, you're, you'll be lucky if you run into another person with that high of a score. Um, wow. It's, it's super type A, right? My brain only is two speeds on and off. So that matters when you talk about, you know, the charity space. Yeah. yeah. Um, one day my, I get a phone call. Um, I'm, I'm making it rain. I'm, I'm, I'm conquering the world. I'm, we're closing loans, and I'm just so blessed. Everything's great. Stand on top of a mountain, and uh, I get the phone call that you never, ever want. Um, my son got sick, and uh, he was at Target, and apparently he passed out. So my wife's frantic on the phone, going, "He's, he's, he's non-responsive. Like I'm not sure what to do. Like he's in and out." And he's only a couple years old, like two years old. Yeah, yeah, he was young, and. Um, Terrified. My first kid never. I, I, all I can think to say is call nine one one. Like I don't know what else to do. Um, so they take him to the hospital, and uh, I jump in a cab. The worst cab ride of my life. I'm just thinking the whole time, like how I, I, I can't do anything. I'm, 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 you know, I'm so used to controlling my world. Again, it's that type A thing of that. You know, I'm just in there, and whatever problems in front of me, I can fix it. It was the first time in my life that I couldn't really do anything. Yeah, it's humbling. Um, especially with people who are entrepreneurs and uh, you know run businesses and do these things that you're so used to be able to affect change. And so I walk in and uh, they explain to me that my, my son has um, basically the, the, the easy answer is it's an advanced form of asthma. So it causes your airways to restrict and um, if not caught, it can be fatal. Um, usually it's caught. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, if you're not paying attention, you just think your child is sick and you don't take them in, something, it's serious. Mm -hmm. And as it advances, it can get really, 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 really serious. So we're lucky we brought him in, but they explained that um, he's going to be there for three days. I said, okay. They said they're going to give him a treatment every hour on the hour, and, uh, you know, he's going to, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, monitor him and the whole bit. And I said, okay. I called the office and said, look, I'm out. I'm, I don't know. I don't care. It's, you guys deal with it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm here for my son. He said, no problem, Tim. We got this. And then the time starts where you're sitting there, you know, after all the, you know, explanations, all these things, you're just sitting in a hospital room. 
with your kid who's bouncing off the walls because he's little, right? He's a little kid. You don't you don't know. Yeah. Um, we go through it. There's only so much TV and iPad and all this stuff that you can do to the point where you know you're trying to figure out what to do with your kid. Day one, you know, every hour on the hour, they're waking him up, giving him albuterol. <laughs> Day one is 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 okay. We're in this. Day two, it's like, oh man, I'm not sleeping either. I'm exhausted. Day three, it's like, get me out of here. I can't handle this. This is ridiculous because the kid's just climbing the walls and it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. This nurse walks in and she says, uh, Mr. Brigham, can I take your kid? I said, take my kid? Um, where are you taking my son? She says, well, it's superhero week and uh, we'd like to take your son to go, you know, on a seek and find. Sure. He goes and he picks. He has, he has to pick out all the superheroes on all the wall, and at the end he gets a toy, right? So I'm dying laughing because he's picking them all out, and all the doctors are laughing because he's such a little character. Get to the end of this thing. There's all these kids standing around, high fiving each other, looking at this room, saying that they're gonna get, you know, what toy and this and that, and they're so excited. And I realize, whoa, there's a lot of little kids here that are a lot sicker than my son. Yeah. And I have no idea. As a parent, like I just, it, it really messed me up. To the point where I decided I want to do something. So um, my son's fine. He, he's great to this day. No issue, but I'm not <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm just bothers me that there's there's kids sitting in hospital rooms with IV bags and all this stuff. So I come with this idea, and uh, <laughs> my business partner at the time, I'm like, he's got no kids, right? He goes, I go, listen, I think I want to be Batman to sick kids. <laughs> he's like, what? I said, yeah, man, I, I think um, I think I want to go out and I, I think I want to give back to the hospital that was so kind to us. And um, I'm going to go back to the, give back to those kids and give them something because you can only sit in that room for so long. Maybe surprise them, make them laugh. I don't know, be a dad, Batman dad, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And um, I don't let it go and I don't let it go and I don't let it go. And it finally got to a point where people started getting pissed. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious? Like, you really want to do this? I'm like, I really want to do it. So we had our first event. Uh, we raised fourteen thousand dollars in our first event. Uh, didn't expect that, and uh, we ordered a movie quality Batman suit. Wow! Thing shows up at the branch. Remember mortgages, right? Everybody's professional suits and the whole bit. And here comes this bat suit. So I got it laid out on the conference table, and the whole and everybody's like, "What is this?" So I kind of circle around it, and I circle around it, and uh, <laughs> my business partner walks out, and he goes. What are you doing? I said, I, listen, man, I don't, I don't know if I can put this thing on. And he looks at me and he goes, that's cute. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you better figure this out. He goes, everybody's behind you. You better get this done. I go, okay, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Now you couldn't put it on, like physically or just mentally? It was like, what am I doing at this point? If you're listening to this, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine that, because if you're excited and you're like, wow, dude, being Batman for kids is cool. Cool. Close your eyes. Imagine there is a real Batman suit in front of you. You have to put that on, and you need to go in front of children. Yeah. They're brutal. Little kids will tell you if they think you're full of it. You're not Batman. You're not Batman. <laughs> right? What do you say? What do you do? Right? These are all things that you don't think of. <laughs> right? And I had to learn this trial by fire because little right. kids don't play. Right, and right. The, I remember the first time we did a visit, I was terrified. I'm like, 
I'm going to walk out there. They're going to see right through me and think that I'm a fraud and like, oh, what am I doing? To this day, that feeling never leaves. (laughs) Every time I try and go to go to put the suit on, I'm like, what am I doing? Okay. All right. But then as soon as it comes on and I see the first little boy or girl, it's all gone. It's, it's game time. It'll change your life. Yeah. No, I can imagine. I've brought people with me. I've brought real estate agents. I've brought, you know, people to come with this and they, um, Every time they're so excited, they're so excited. They think it's just this awesome thing, and and uh, I'm like, I just laugh, and I, and I go, okay, yeah, cool. And then the doors open, and I watch their face completely change. And I have to like pull them aside and go, hey, you're not going to do that in here. Yep, Tim, got it. Because it's hard. This is hard work. It's humbling, I'm sure. It'll change your life. Yeah. It'll make you realize that whatever you think you have in front of you, that's impossible. You're wrong. Whatever you're stressed out about, that deal didn't close. You're you're you know you're stressed out about you know your vacation days or you know you're missing you know, wherever you need to go or that yeah. flight or the traffic's backed up. I promise you, it could be so much worse. I promise you, there are times that you could wish you could be back in that traffic jam, because the stuff that I've seen. Oof. But the, the the craziest part about it is is that I've never met anyone my entire time doing this that wanted you to feel sorry for them. Never. Not once. Not once did they ever walk up and say their story in a way that they wanted pity. They'll say it in a way to, how dare you? How dare you waste whatever you got available to you? Go. Go do it and do all of it. It's the, it's the most empowering thing you could ever surround yourself with because these people are strong. These people are... are, are incredible the parents you've never seen strength like this because you never see one sitting around you know uh, upset they're looking at their kid going you know you can do this yeah Yeah, we're doing this together i'm right here with you incredible so and you kind of touched on it you know how how can you sit in traffic and complain about these things you know when you've seen what you've seen what what did you notice most uh, i guess you you can't separate personally from professional you know the, the person that you that you were Versus the person you are today, um, that 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 clients get to meet, that your family sees. You know, what what, what was the biggest impact that it's had uh, doing this? Made me realize that this thing ends, right? And that personally, I've got I've got three little boys, and I'll be damned if they're ever going to watch me quit. Yeah. Because I've seen it, and it it's it's brutal. It's brutal. You'll get you. I've seen the end, and I've seen the struggles that people go through and the regret and I've seen, you know, the, the what's coming cause it's inevitable. We're not here forever. Right. And I think prior to this, I was super selfish. Really? Prior to being a dad, prior to being in the charity space, I was so ignorant to what my job is. And I think that people get so obsessed with their stuff and what they deserve, right. Instead of what they owe. Right. Because I've been blessed with an amazing career. I've been blessed with some amazing friendships and relationships. I owe something because of the people that have done things for me. For sure. And I think that's where a lot of people get this wrong. Is they think, I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to get this. And that's my goal. And my next goal is that. And my next goal is that. Your goal should be, what are you going to do for somebody else just because you can? Yeah. And that's, that sounds cliche. No, I mean, I... I, I yeah. Hey, cliches are cliches for a reason, right? But it, but if you mean it, 
Right? If you truly mean it, that's where it changes your life. 100%. And how, how did that change for your clients? I guess more than anything else, because I, I you know, and I want to get into some of these stories that, that, that we were talking about before, but, um, you know, the, 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 the level of service you're providing has to have just been impacted tremendously because you can't be that same person anymore. You can't operate from that level of, you know, I'm doing this transactionally to gain something from it. Now you're, and I've heard you say multiple times that, you, you know, you're a person, you're a human being on the other end of that. How, how did that change for you in, in, in terms of your business? What did you see transform because you transformed? I, I, call, it, I call it the nod, right? There's a, there's a language that you can speak behind the scenes. Um, if you've experienced something with your family or you're, you don't get it unless you're in that space. So with people that have had something, I don't know what it is, but uh, it pulls it out of them. And they share their 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 stories with me, um, and I'm so honored and humbled to just sit and forget about business for a second and listen to these these you know someone's story. Um, somebody who hasn't had something happen to them, I think it they ask a lot of questions, right? And it brings them to a place that they weren't even thinking about, and they'll talk to me about things like, "What what are you doing?" So, I guess it's changed everything. I didn't know. I genuinely. When we first started this thing, it was like, I don't know, what's possible? Let's go do something. That was it. It started and stopped between like, what are we able to do? And what came later was incredible. I mean, it opened so many doors that I didn't ask for. It, so many people came up to me and, and had conversations. I didn't ask for any of that. And I just keep looking at the sky and, and smiling and going, okay, that's what this is. That's what this is. Got it. When, when you find that your real goal in life is to see what's possible and what you can give back, the freedom that you get is incredible. You don't, don't expect anything. Just wake up every single day and see what's possible. See yeah. what you're capable of. What got put in front of you and what are you going to do about it? Good or bad. Right. No, right? Yeah. That's how you show up, right? True freedom. That defines you. And, and so how do you, I guess, in an industry, and you know, I've shared some of my pet peeves of, of the industry and sure. just, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's an ignorance, right? You, you get, you get roped into something, you start a career and you kind of look at what everyone else is doing and, uh, you, you start to do some of the same things. And next thing you know, you're just you're like, Hey, this is just the way things are. Right. But then here comes people like you who, who go, no, it doesn't have to be this way or I won't do it. Right. I won't do it. Yeah. I won't do what you want me to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I look, I upset some people sometimes, right? Because it's, I call it peacocking, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's just, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and if that upsets you, maybe that says more about you than it does me. It always does. Right? I mean, what is wrong with going out and, and, and if you feel it, do it, right? If you're if good intentions and, and wanting to, to actually do some good in the world, do it. Yeah. All of it. And do you find that you know people just that want to do it don't know how to do it or, or simply are using that as an excuse to not do it? Because we've all been there where we want to do something. And, and, you know, like even for you, before you started this, right, you you weren't this person Look, you are today. If you're listening to this, okay, and uh, you've made it this far, uh, clearly <laughs> clearly, there's something going on, right? Like you're, you're thinking about something. Just pick up the phone. Do it. Make the phone call. I'm a grown man with a bat suit. What's your excuse? Straight up. Like I've got, I've done things that I can't even say out loud without laughing, right? And it worked. Uh, you you have no idea how powerful your words are when you just say them out loud. You have no idea. I'm here to tell you, 
If you just say them out loud, you have no idea what's possible. This isn't the secret, right? <laughs> There's no, like, you're not going to just continue to say the things over and over. It's just going to manifest. But if you truly believe in what you're doing, everything will get out of your way. Yeah. It will open up. I'm, I'm, I am no one. I don't, I don't, I didn't, wasn't born with a, with a secret, you know, uh, 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 ability. I wasn't given anything. I, I had to build everything by myself. I started from literally nothing and what's possible with just some hopes and some dreams is truly, truly special. It's why I love Chicago. Honestly, you can come here with everything you own in a backpack and just go and it welcomes you with open arms. Cause you're originally from Tucson, right? Yeah. I grew up in the desert. Grew up in the desert. We we don't get any of this stuff out there. It's way (laughs) different. I came here wide-eyed going, wow, this is different. Yeah, you guys don't have rattlesnakes and and, uh, coyotes out here. No, I I love being from Chicago. I mean, like you said, this is a place of opportunity beyond... You know what? What other cities or, or other countries? Even I mean, just the community that that we have here is, is to me is second to none, right? Right. But as far as real estate goes, you know, in your involvement in, because you've been doing this the majority of your adult life, right? Twenty years now. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah. So, what have you seen as far as? The changes, not not so much. I mean, the changes will come, right? You know, policy. You got good times. You got bad times. You got good rates, low rates. But in in, in terms of uh, uh, the community itself, right? Where I see this opportunity for others who maybe before have lived in this. Hey, I'm just I'm just a mortgage you know guy. I'm just a mortgage girl or whatever that I can't do much. Or I'm just a realtor. Um, now you're you're showing that that's not only not possible, but like everything we're trying to do here with the Faith Chicago business is that. It should be a part of your story. It should be written into what you do, right? How, how, what do you see the opportunity in the community overall? So you, so you asked a couple questions, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of I, loaded questions. What, what, I, what I've seen in the change, um, a lot of people might not like this, but it's true. The, when I started my career, um, I should not have been in the business. And I was handed a stack of leads and a key and said, call those leads. And if you get somebody to say yes, keep the key. If you can't, leave the key on the desk. It was nice working with you. Wow. Right? That was literally my interview for the mortgage business. And uh, I think that's wrong, and I think that the professionalism is what showed up. And um, you're required to be – you're supposed to have fiduciary responsibility, right? You're supposed to look out for your clients. Yeah. It's not about your commission, right? And that's where things got weird is that there was a lot of money being thrown around, and – the truth behind the scenes is, is that the car industry, a lot of those guys saw that they were, you could make more money quickly in the mortgage mm-hmm. industry. And so they left the car industry and applied mm-hmm. those same tactics mm-hmm. in the mortgage industry. And it bled into and created a whole new culture. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Right. And I don't know any of those guys still around. Um, I know <laughs> some of them went to prison. Right. Jeez. I mean, like really serious stuff um, because they were, they were doing things the wrong way. And, you know, the way I say it, get out. These are people's lives. These are someone's house. What are you doing? Yeah. I know people that would refinance people without an actual reason to refinance them because they needed to, you know, pay their rent. I yep. mean, what, what are you doing? You're equity stripping. You're doing all these things. And, and I've never done any of it. I've never been a part of any of that. I don't support it. I think it's, it's, it's a terrible practice. But so now... There's all these laws that are extremely restrictive, and it's very difficult to get a mortgage to protect you, to, to do all mm-hmm. of those things. I think we could use a little relaxing, right? But I think there are some things that, you know, 
our commissions shouldn't be derived around, you know, what interest rate we're charging. That's crazy because all you're doing is incentivizing people to charge a higher interest rate to a client. That yeah. should not be a thing, Yeah. right? Provide your service, do a really good job, and market yourself properly. Because if you did your job correctly, the best marketing tool you have is your client. If they walk away thinking that they got the best deal ever because you did your job and you were a professional, then they will tell other people about you. And if that's not happening, that says more about you than it does me, right? I mean, that's that's my job. I'm not trying to close one deal and, and you know go on vacation. I'm trying to help everybody as much as I possibly can and, and do good work, and it'll come back. What do you think the biggest mistake people make when they get into the industry, you know, just jumping into it blindly and going, ah, that's not what I expected, right? What, what do you think, uh, yeah, what do you think is going through their minds that, that they don't stick around? There's a couple of big mistakes. I mean, it's, it's cliche, right? You join the business and typically you come from another industry and, you know, you, we do make really good money, right? So you, you learn, you get, hopefully you have a mentor, hopefully you have somebody who's coaching you how to do these things. Um, you work really hard to pass your test, you do all this stuff and then you start closing loans you make some money, and the first thing you do is start spending it all. First purchase everybody makes is a new car. Then after that's a new house. Then they start, and they start trying to emulate this lifestyle. Right. Right. Everybody thinks that in order to be successful in this business, you need to emulate a lifestyle. I'll challenge you and tell you you're wrong. That's so true, though. Everybody thinks the guy in the suit is successful until they find out he works for the guy in the pajamas, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. I know plenty of people with lots of money that don't spend any of it. Yeah. You know? I loved it. I, I watched an interview with Eminem the other day, and uh, they asked him about his watch. About his Rolex, right? No, he had a G-Shock on. He had a G-Shock on. Uh, and they looked at him and they went, you don't like spending money, do you? He's like, no. He's like, I don't really... Uh. It's hilarious. You know, everybody thinks that you need to have a Rolex and all these things. And those are very nice. If that's what you like, great. But don't think that that's going to make you successful. For sure. Because here's what happens. It's ebbs and flows. What's happening right now is a boom that we haven't seen in a, my entire career. Really? Real estate's on fire, right? But just because you walk in the door and you think that, you know, you can close a couple deals and make a little bit of money, it's invest in yourself. Get a good mentor. Get a good coach. Build foundational work. Learn. Don't just think that you know this is forever and that you know, that's how people come into this business and then leave. Yeah. And don't get divorced. Don't don't go buy an, a, a second house. Don't go all do that silly crazy stuff because it just it's not real. Yeah. Establish yourself. Build some foundational work. Get some concentrate in your circle. Get around some good people that can teach you some quality things. And it seems like relationships come easier to you. I mean, you're a likable guy. You know. Um, but what, what if people struggle with that? You know, how, how, what, what advice you give them? They're, they're really, you know, they got the heart for it. Um, but there's that, just that, because I think one of the things we talked about too was just that culture and how there's that opportunity to change it. But I think you are a thought leader in that, in the sense that, you know, if you can find the right mindset, you can find success in real estate. I think that's a lot cha more challenging than, than, than you put it, right? I think it's I think it's easy to look at somebody and think that they've got it easy, right? And I don't think that's what you're implying, no, but no. somebody who's listening might think, well, this guy's got it easy because he's already got this. It's not true. Yeah. I keep my circle very small on purpose. I know a lot of people. I love a lot of people, but my, my, my circle itself is very small. And the reason I do that is not to offend anybody. It's that, you know, I think you're supposed to. I think when you expose yourself too much, when you not expose yourself, when you put yourself out there too much, it's real easy to judge, and it turns into this other weird thing. 
go surround yourself with people that are genuinely good people yeah. that actually care about you, yeah. right? And that, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be real estate people, right? And focus on that. Then from there, find yourself some good real estate people. Find some people you want to emulate, they truly, and don't base that off of money. Or their, you know, suits or their cars. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because that's, I've met people where I look into their eyes and I'm like, wow, you're very successful. You make a lot of money, but I'm never going to be you. Like, I just, I don't want to be you. And if that's what it means to get to where you're at, I think I'm, I'm good with not being there. Yeah. Or at least but, taking a different route, right? Yeah, right. right. And, and maybe you'd be successful and not have that that weird empty stare or that soulless kind of, you know, it's, it's the truth. You know, I know, I know some people that have, nobody likes them. No one, right. They were successful, but they don't have any friends. Yeah. Nobody actually wants to be around them because they're, they're everything's about the bottom line. Oof. Ah, that sounds, that sounds so broken. No. And, and I've heard so many now studies on, you know, especially the, leaders of, of companies and, and, and teams or departments that are trying to improve their team. And the, the first place you look is if you have problematic individuals. It doesn't matter if they're top performers. It doesn't matter if they're your number one salesperson. If they're toxic, get rid of them. Right. Because it's going to be far worse for everyone, for the bottom dollar. You know, it's, it's that culture that, that I think you're creating. And I think with that, I want to ask, you know, so what's the future for the, for the team, for, for you, for the career, you know, for all of it? So currently, right now, uh, I, I'm. <laughs> we're about to do a. Uh, 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 I just opened up a new office. Um, we're on. Congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, I brought a, a a new brand to Chicago. Not new to the industry. Been around for a very long time. But um, they tapped me to bring this to Chicago, and uh, we've been doing foundational work, right? Building this whole platform out, and I'm so excited. We're I'm surrounded by some of the greatest people I've ever worked with. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, we are currently right now just uh, this branch is going to be amazing, and we're, we're building that out. But um, we're about to pop out to Arizona for a little bit. Wow. We're turning home a little bit. Yeah. So we're, gonna, <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking towards Arizona to see if we can, you know, some, build some stuff out there too, right? So bounce back and forth. Um, I miss Arizona a lot. It's great. Um, it's nice to be warm, yeah. you know, during the winter <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, we, we've got a lot going on. I mean, it's it, I just came back from corporate. We had this president's council thing, and first time in my career, and I mean this, this sounds cheesy, but it's the truth. First time in my career, I was in a room full of people that I actually genuinely liked being around. That's awesome. I'd, I'd bring my wife to have dinner with these people, right? Like that's. Well, you're attracting it. I mean, you talk about it all the time. I've heard you say more than more than once that that you believe in in the fact that you're attracting who you are. I think it's a testament to it. I, I, I'm blessed, honestly, blessed. I, I, it's hard. It's really hard to do it. But at this point, I really love everybody around me. That's right. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for not only what, you're, what you've done so far, but to see what you're doing next and, and to be a part of that journey with you. So thank you for coming in and sharing. I know we have a lot more to talk about, but I'm sure that time will come soon. Thanks, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. Appreciate you.